Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I figured out how to watch Surviving Jeffrey Epstein last night on Lifetime. Thanks to you, Bradley. I was going to say, you figured out? <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to, you know, come right you out and say it. gift with purchase. Yeah. By the way, no purchase. This is true. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. We both got to watch it. Yeah. Uh, last night. Mm-hmm. The first. So the way that they, they kind of like split it into the first two parts aired last night. The second two parts, I think, aired tonight. Yep. Um, and let me just say, uh, I watched the first part last night and the second part this morning. Okay. It is not. That stuff is a little too much for morning viewing. It's a lot. It's heavy. Oh, man. Okay, so where do you want to start with all that we've learned? Okay, so here's the thing. If you are a person who's never engaged these stories directly, and maybe you've heard us talking about them, I think this would be a great place to start. Although, I really recommend you go back at some point and watch Filthy Rich on Netflix. It kind of is where a lot of us sort of took a deeper dive. I mean, Colleen and I are a little weird, and we've been fascinated by the story for a little bit longer because the blind items we follow have been referencing this story. And a lot of other people have been following it for a while, too, as well. But what I'm saying is, I think more and more over the last six months, um, and really now over the last couple months, people have been arriving at this story in a way on a on a broader scale that they haven't before. And if you're wondering, like, oh, what is this in the context of the Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein, you can start here. Mm-hmm. You could start with these two episodes, because I will say the thing I took away at first from surviving Jeffrey Epstein on Lifetime is and you can watch it on the Lifetime website if you've got like a cable or uh, streaming provider, um, uh, or you can watch it directly on your TV on that provider, whoever it is. As long as your provider carries Lifetime, yeah, yeah, which is my problem. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm borrowing so, your carrier. <laughs> so, shh. No, I didn't say that out loud, they did I? They don't care. They don't care. It's um, wig. It's wig. <laughs> So what I wanted to say is there's a lot of overlap. That was the first reaction I had. Like, okay, these are a lot of the same stories that we've heard already. I think they were framed differently. I certainly learned a lot more about them. But let's just kind of walk people through how the first two episodes of Surviving Jeffrey Epstein, which aired at once, which is kind of confusing. Just think of it as like the two-hour premiere of this two-part documentary series. Mm -hmm. The first two episodes that aired last night covered a lot of the and i didn't see surviving r kelly r kelly Mm -hmm. but i assume it's a very similar setup you get to meet these individual women who are victims were are consider themselves victims of jeffrey epstein and ghislaine maxwell specifically Mm -hmm. 
Um, then you get some commentary from uh, professionals in the form of psychiatrists and social uh, workers. Social workers. Uh, so you, it is framed in the context of the victimization and the effect of that victimization and how, how that victimization is done. And it was much more of a psychological profile of the damage caused by Jeffrey Epstein versus the more investigative criminal portrayal given in... Um, Filthy Rich, although which is on Netflix, which although I will say does give you a very, you know, sort of personal account as well. It, it I think the two are so complementary of each other. So if it is if this case fascinates you, which, by the way, if I can just build a case for this case fascinating you, literally celebrities and politicians and noted um, public officials, etc., are involved in this story. Mm-hmm. And so this is far more far reaching than Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, what I find interesting about about surviving Jeffrey Epstein is a couple things. One being, you're right, in Filthy Rich, they give you sort of the roadmap of how he carried out this this grooming, yep. almost like a pyramid scheme. Um, in this, in in surviving Jeffrey Epstein, you are in that pyramid with the people as the victims talk about what their responsibilities were, how they, you know, how they went about, um, you know, finding other girls, how they felt the first time they showed up at his mansion and uh, to give him a massage that very quickly turned into sexual assault. Um, it is just it is it's it's heavy it's heavy stuff but you will sit there and wonder throughout how did he get away with this and then you will recall all of the public elected officials and celebrities and high powered people who helped create that web for him to do that successfully i think um using the word web is appropriate because i think that the other thing that this particular series did was show how um large the web is it's not just a perpetrator and the perpetrator's victims it's the infrastructure that's built around the perpetrator in order to victimize um individuals Mm -hmm. and whether it's people who are sort of like you know tangentially connected to this story or people who were directly in the pipeline that is again the lesson of jeffrey epstein the jeffrey epstein story is not about jeffrey epstein is a horrible person he is the worst person in the world yes all those things are true subjectively right uh objectively you know i think the takeaway is he there is nothing unique about uh well i don't want to say there's nothing unique what Jeffrey Epstein did is re- replicatable mm-hmm. by other people. Mm-hmm. The system that Jeffrey Epstein employed was was so successful because um, it didn't just require him. Like anybody who has that much power and influence and anybody who has that many resources um, can create a system like this. And so I think for us, the repeated lesson is this is not something that will now go away because Jeffrey Epstein is dead. And so it's better for us to understand how this works. And really, I think when you watch the repeated um, stories of victimization, it can get a little heavy when you're constantly hearing the same thing. And, and, you know, you will, if you don't have much familiarity with sexual assault or sexual violence or, you know, sexual abuse, 
you'll you'll probably be overwhelmed by a lot of this but but i will say that um in doing in repeatedly encountering these different accounts from women you see just how maniacal jeffrey epstein or anybody in his position was or can be because they're like the women that were abused like if this was just one woman if this was just uh virginia Mm -hmm. virginia roberts if this was just her and you listened to her and you listened to her story there would be a lot of people who i think in a vacuum would think she's quote crazy right she's quote making more out of this than necessary like Mm -hmm. all of those things would plausibly be um, arguable arguable mm-hmm. in a vacuum mm-hmm. but when you see and that's sad right like right. i i'm not saying that's good i'm just saying i think it's harder when it's one person but when you heard time and time again like i suffered sexual abuse as a child this was very familiar to me these women would say these things like what jeffrey epstein did was very familiar to me and it is no coincidence when you see enough of these women say the same thing over and over again, that Jeffrey Epstein targeted those women for that abuse, not because of their looks, mm-hmm. not because of their, you know, um, sexual, physical attractiveness. Mm-hmm. It was because he recognized a weakness in them that he perceived as a weakness, not a real weakness. Right. But um, a history of abuse that he could exploit Uh, exploit yeah i mean and that's you hear that time and again like you said bradley with each of them where they say you know they asked me life my life story it was like there was a profile and if they had said anything about surviving abuse it was like that's the worst actually virginia roberts said that that was the worst thing i could have said the other thing i find really interesting and i think it's important to know is that this this show was produced prior to the arrest of Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the interesting pieces of this, of this storyline in surviving Jeffrey Epstein is how did Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell meet? And it is, and I am not saying this to excuse her behavior at all because it is inexcusable, but it does sort of show a path to, Understanding how Ghislaine also was being taken advantage of by Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. Um, because it talks about how they needed each other. He was on his way up. She was on her way down because of some of the um, very illegal acts of her own father. As a socialite, her star was starting to fall as he was coming up. And he needed to grip on to somebody who had some connections and she had those connections and then they sort of helped to elevate each other back to wherever they were in the midst of all of this. And he very much leveraged and took advantage of her and her connections so that he could continue to perpetrate this terrible criminal activity. And somebody pointed out in the, um, in last night, one of the episodes that Jeffrey Epstein was the kind of person who recognized what he wanted from you and then set out to get what he wanted from you, um, but would offer you something in return. Right. So he was very sort of quid pro quo, like you give me this uh, or rather I will give you this because I think most often he was seen as a person who could provide 
connections like the one girl who wanted the girl woman although i don't know if she was a girl at the time yeah you know she wanted to be a ford model and he said i think it was actually uh this woman who pointed this out you know he said like oh i know you know the owner of that agency calls him up you know a couple weeks later she's a ford model Mm -hmm. but in return you know he expected that there would be and it's not as though he offered that like you do this for me and and I'll do this for you. It was, oh, you know, you seem like a really nice person. Let me put you into contact with a friend. So now you're indebted to him Mm -hmm. so that when he comes calling and you're vulnerable or you just want to appease or please or not run afoul of a very strong and powerful person, you find yourself in a dilemma and he exploits that dilemma and then gets what he wants, which is taking advantage of Women. These were not adult women Mm-mm. for the most part. These were teenagers and in some cases 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Like think of yourself at four. Like the photos they showed of these women when they met Jeffrey Epstein, these are like girls. Absolutely. They're girls. Yeah. In some cases, middle school girls. Like there's no doubt that this man had a type and spent all his time and effort really exploiting that. that um, Sickness. And and by all accounts, Ghislaine Maxwell was the one who hands on trained each of them to do his bidding. Mm-hmm. It's just sick. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. We will continue to watch this uh, tonight. I know that there's going to be a story involving Paris Hilton on surviving Jeffrey Epstein. So we'll have a report of a report for you tomorrow on that. But for now, we're going to get a dirt alert straight from the mouth of the beautiful Elizabeth Reese after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. One Oh seven one. This is a, my talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here with all of the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hi, Elizabeth. Well, hello. How's everybody's Monday? It's a Monday. You know, we're doing it. We're it doing the thing. Monday. Mm-hmm. It feels like a Monday. If you feel overwhelmed by this Monday, you can look at my Instagram at Eliz Reese and see a video that I posted of my chickens eating half a watermelon. Aww. Oh, my gosh. Elizabeth, I saw something the other day and I thought of you. What? It's like um, you can get little arms <laughs> for your chicken. Have you I've seen, seen that? These. People have been posting them on my Facebook page. I want page. you to get them. You put it's like on a little it's like a headband, band, yeah. yeah, that goes up around them, oh, God, and then it's these hilarious. little creepy <laughs> arms. It's so weird. I bet Alexis could make me. Oh, she totally right? should. She She's got enough creepy me. dolls. Yeah, you just get some wires and some doll arms, and You're then just put them around the chickens, and then they kind of wobble as they run it's around so the yard. Weird. It's very funny. When I walk out into the yard, my chickens run to me. I joke that the two the beings that love me the most. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Most in the world <laughs> are for sure my son. My three-year-old loves me more than anything else. Mm. And um, and my chickens. You know? They run faster to me than anybody else in my life. I would say that's a great life that <laughs> you're living. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. So if you need a little moment of zen, just watch chickens eating watermelon. I don't know. There's that's something awesome. like I was mesmerized today. I was like, how long can I sit out here and watch this? <laughs> This it's is a little so thing, longer isn't than it? we could. Well, oh. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. It's a long time. Well, I do have an update from a story this morning. We learned that Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger had their um, baby mm. over the weekend, which is very exciting. And so Chris Pratt shared that they were so excited about this. They were thrilled. Their daughter's name is Lila Maria Schwarzenegger mm. Pratt. It's a lot of words. A lot of words. Yep. Lila L Y L A. Same as Steve's daughter. That's her little Lila. Mm-hmm. I love that name, too. I do, too. I think it's so cute. And Maria, um, I'm assuming, after Katherine Schwarzenegger's mom, Ray one would, Shriver. One would think. Mm-hmm. Alongside a picture of the pair holding their baby's hand. Mm. So he said, we couldn't be happier. Both mom and baby are doing great. We are extremely blessed. Love, Catherine and Chris. And then shared a few Bible verses, including a psalm. I mean, who doesn't love a psalm? Well, the psalms are the best. The psalms are the best out of the whole Mm -hmm. deal. I know. Uh, So Maria Shriver commented, so happy. This is Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger's first grandchild. Oh. I bet they're very happy. That's interesting. I mean... I don't know. It just occurred to me that I don't know much about their relationship right now, right? Like, they never actually got divorced. Uh, you see pictures of them together. Yeah. So then still. I wonder, you know, are they amicable? Like, are they... It seems like they must, they must be must have amicable. a good relationship. Mm-hmm. So gra- Granny and Pop Pop are going to, you know, be grandparents to little Lila now. And then they do family photos with their family. And then the son that Arnold Schwarzenegger fathered with the housekeeper is never in those photos. Mm-hmm. It doesn't but really seem to be around. He does. Well, he actually gets quite a bit of attention from like the Daily Mail. Anytime he yes. works out, they're yes. like, oh, yep. you know, son of Arnold Schwarzenegger well, is trying to be just like his dad. And Arnie's got like a relationship with him. So. I think so. I just don't know if the other siblings do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine. That would be awkward. a lot of secrets in that. family. Yeah, that's a real speaking. tricky deal. Mm-hmm. Um, another family going through some stuff is Tracy Morgan and his wife. Um, so they're getting divorced. His wife, Megan, wants sole legal and physical custody of their seven-year-old. Oh, wow. She made this request in her divorce filing, and then she also wants him to pay her alimony as described in their prenup, which they signed on August 5th of 2015. Um, She's citing irreconcilable differences as the cause of the split, but it's kind of interesting. Sole legal and physical custody. I mean, there is something there. Right? I don't know. And you you never kind of know how Tracy Morgan recovered yeah you know if there are um some challenges with living with him mm-hmm. i mean I, you know because that car crash nearly killed him yeah mm-hmm. it was so bad has had a lifelong following impact i'm sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so that's that's a hard thing and then you kind of don't know how that impacts parenting and all of that is a challenge boy over the weekend i was looking at these photos of brad pitt and jennifer aniston's former la mansion mm. so you know, I love celebrity real estate. I, I mean, just can't help it. It's, it's all the bathrooms. It's so exciting. It's so many bathrooms. I know. I love it. It's like a mall. And this one is 13 bathrooms. Holy buckets. Can Thank you, imagine, you for asking. Can you imagine the water bill at a place like that? Can you that? imagine the person who has to clean, clean all those it's toilets? crazy. So it's five bedrooms, um, 13 bathrooms. It's 12,000 square feet. It hit the market last year for $56 million. 
That's they, actually not like insanely large, though. To twelve thousand square feet. There's lots of twelve thousand square feet houses around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I drive past them and, and five I'm like, who are you living in here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This. Um. So Brad and Jen bought it. And in 2001, for 13.5 million, they sold it in 2006, a year after their divorce. And this is just one of those houses that, like, lots of well-known people have lived in because there aren't that many people who can afford it. It has tennis courts. It has a two-story guest house. There's also a modern swimming pool and classic stepped terraces. Danny DeVito owned it. I have a question about tennis courts. Like, it feels like there's always tennis courts on these homes, but do they all play tennis? I don't know who's playing tennis. I know. Is tennis like a big, or is that just like a status thing? Well, I think a lot of these homes were built at a time in Hollywood when the cool thing was to play tennis. Like, because this looks like an old school. They say this tennis court is new, that this is a newly done tennis court. And I'm sorry, Danny DeVito owned the house next door not that actual house okay he doesn't seem like a real tennis player i don't know maybe they maybe they do play a lot of tennis it's beautiful though i'm looking at it it's it's fun to look at a tennis court it's like Mm -hmm. tutor on the front modern on the back i know it's like a mullet (laughs) totally i'd rather tutor in the front than tutor in the back (laughs) let's never ever repeat that please ever Elizabeth Reese, on that note, oh, we're just going to let really you go. Good. Sorry, you. Elizabeth. <laughs> Thank you I for that, I feel bad when alert. I say things like that It just got real dirty. Uh, thanks, Elizabeth. Hey, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? Who's on the phone today, Holly? We have Sherry. We have Sherry on the line. And what is Sherry playing for? Sherry is playing for this. A MyTalk 1071 t-shirt. All right, Sherry, you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? Yes, I am. Fabulous. The timer shall begin upon my finishing of the first question. Here we go. (laughs) Antonio Banderas is the voice of what character in the Shrek franchise? Boots. Facts of Life is a spinoff of what sitcom? Oh, 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 different strokes. Robert Plant was the lead singer for what classic rock band? Um, I, don't know, I pass on that one. In the movie Beethoven, Beethoven is what breed of dog? Um, the, uh, oh, I can picture it. What is that? That's a big, with the barrel on its neck. Oh, my Lord. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Sherry. You, you did so not hard. win the 30-second pop culture challenge. But you can try again tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. All right, let's go back and answer the questions that Sherry did not get correct. So Robert Plant, lead singer for? Led Zeppelin. And Beethoven is a breed of what? St. Bernard. Or is? It's, yeah. The, that's the breed. Cardi B was a regular cast member on what VH1 reality show? Love and the Hip Hop. 
All right. All right. Now that we've answered all of those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items in this segment that we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Okay, hot celebrity gossip mysteries Mm. coming at you right now. Give it to me. Here is your first mystery. This female comic is being paid 10 times her normal rate just so she will go on stage with this disgraced male comic to give him redemption. Oh. Roseanne. Oh, no, I was thinking no, Roseanne so and Andrew Dice Clay. No, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I remember those two? Hi, 1990. No, but they, they're <laughs> literally on tour together. Anyway, go ahead. Um, well, the guy's got to be Louis C.K. Yeah. Who's the woman? Is it uh, Sarah, not Sarah Silverman? It, one of the names that oh. it could be. Yes. Not Amy Schumer. Could... She wouldn't do that. Well. But there's another person uh, who was photographed on stage right next to him. Mm? Mm. Are they wearing masks? Amy Poehler? No. Because oh. mm. I know she is on Team Louie. Um, <sighs> not Kathy Griffin. No. Oh. Okay. no, I'm I'm out. There's another person who was photographed at this event. Like what? Who's what do we think of this person? Uh, I think that we're pretty cool with this person. Um, she's funny. Not Margaret Cho. Not Margaret Cho. Uh, I don't she think was, she would do that. No, she was in the news last week because her boyfriend. She and her boyfriend went social media official. Oh, um, 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 hold on, hold on. It's coming. Oh, I can't get to the drawer. Get to the drawer. Get to the they drawer. went media official. Social media yes. official. Well, you know, they talked about their relationship. No, I mean, I know what like. Tiffany media. Haddish. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Got oh, it. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, the, and you know what? Okay, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the so, other one could be Michelle Wolf. She's uh, also in this okay. photograph. I hope it's not Michelle Wolf. Well, she was in the I mean, I hope photograph. it's none of these women, but... I mean, it just seems like. Well, they all are doing this because he he was in. Uh, Dave Chappelle is doing these social distance um, comedy shows. Yeah, and I know that it that that Louis C.K. that was the headline today mm. was Louis C.K. was featured in one of these. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let me fill in the blank for you. So it could be Michelle Wolf. It could be Tiffany Haddish. It could be Sarah Silverman. But the reason that they appeared at this event is because they're being paid 10 times their norm- normal rate just so that they will go on stage with Louis C.K. to give him redemption. Gross. Mm-mm. Gross. Mm-mm. That means money's more important than your... Morals? I don't know. I mean, I guess... I don't know what their morals are, though, so maybe they don't have any, so maybe that's not really true, but... Um... I know that Sarah Silverman is, like, in a place with him. You know, she has always been supportive of him. Well, and, you know, to be fair, she's been in a place with several mm-hmm. problematic people and True. has been called out in her own career. So she, it wouldn't surprise me if it were her is what I'm saying. Here we go to another celebrity gossip mystery. You guys are going to guess this one right away. I just know it. All right, here we go. The one named talk show host and her people are convinced there is a bot army behind the attacks. And her wife. There isn't. It's just that many people are fed up. They're trying to spread the word that it's a new talk show host who hired the bots. No, not the singer turn host, but an actress turn host on a show you probably haven't seen yet. So, oh. Ellen. Yeah. But who's this new one actress, that we haven't seen yet? Actress turned host. 
on a show we probably haven't seen yet. Does that mean it's not airing, or does it? It means it hasn't debuted. It yet. hasn't debuted yet. Debuted. Debuted. Um, um, tutor in the front. What? Nope. How? Oh. <laughs> Actress turned talk show host. Give us a little bit of a hinty hint. Uh, she has a new talk show coming out <laughs> this Stop. fall. Thanks for that, wow. Holly. That that helped. From you get an award. Mm-hmm. Best Thank hint you. of the day. Um, is she? An actress of feature-length filmage? That is correct, yes. Oh. Oh. Um, is it Diane Keaton? <laughs> that's cute. Tutor in the front. Okay. Uh, well, tutor in the rear. Is it like, well, no, it's not. It can't be Busy Phillips. No. She just got hers canceled. She's not busy right now. Oh. She's not busy. <laughs> oh, are, do we know this? Yes, we okay. absolutely know this person. I would say that they're best known for being in the movies, but they've also done TV. Uh, they've also gone into the world of entrepreneurial business ventures. It's not Priyanka Chopra, is no, it? No. Jessica uh, Alba. No, including but not uh, limited to wine, makeup, home furnishings, uh, etc. Reese Witherspoon? No. Oh, what's Blake Lively's lady, no. his wife? Blake Lively is the name of Brian Her, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, Blake isn't a man? <laughs> oh, jeez. Shocking. Okay, just give it to us because we're never going to. Drew Barrymore. Oh, oh gosh. So, okay, Read fill it. in the blank, and this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ellen and her people are convinced that there is a bot so army dumb. behind the attacks. Her Thank wife. Yeah, Portia de Rossi. Oh. So there isn't. It's just that many people are fed up and they're talking about it. So Ellen and her people are trying to spread the word that it's a new talk show host, Drew Barrymore, who hired the bots. No, not Kelly Clarkson, who allegedly is Ellen's arch nemesis in the talk show world. But it's Drew Barrymore. I mean, whatever. Okay, so <laughs> that's hilarious that we would think Drew Barrymore, without having actually debuted her show is trying to take down Ellen. That's the problem, or that's the reason for all of this. Yeah. It's a joke. It's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Don't believe it. Don't believe the hype, you guys. Here's what I do believe, just to be fair. This is why I think it's so stupid that people do this, but it can be troublesome, is that there are actual, like, bot attacks on things. Correct. And mm-hmm. that things are elevated by people who pay. But the people who pay to have these things done, I would be more suspect of people like Ellen, because she does have so much power. She has so much to lose, you know, versus like, what do you think? Drew Barrymore is just sitting over there in her basement. Like, She's how like, can we take down Ellen? I'm going to get a bot army to take down Ellen DeGeneres. It's a good story, mm-hmm. though. It's it's a great story. It's a great story. Uh, okay, let's do one more. Okay. Blinded by the item. All right, now, see, here's the thing with NT Lawyer is that NT Lawyer has started dropping new celebrity gossip mysteries right now. So here's a hot and fresh one. Ooh. So I'm not sure the A-list reality star actually understands who owns the catalog of the former A-plus list rapper. The parts that were available to sell are actually being held as collateral or already sold to the permanent A-plus list rapper. Um, Is this Kim Kardashian and Kanye West? Yeah. Oh. And who actually owns Kanye's music catalog? I mean, wouldn't that be Taylor S- Swift? No, Scooter no. Braun, though, probably, right? No. Uh, oh. I, um, permanent. The devil. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, not oh. him either. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. She went. I just, Whoa. you know, whatever. Um, 
Hurts uh, held against as collateral to the oh. permanent A-list rapper. Oh, Jay Z. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, all right. So, NT lawyer says that he's not sure if Kim Kardashian actually understands who owns Kanye. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The new West's music catalog because the parts that were available to sell are actually being held as collateral or are already sold to Jay-Z. Now, the backstory on these blind items is that Kanye West has been indebted to Jay-Z in the past mm-hmm. in the world of personal finances. Yeah. And so what they're saying is that, well, Kim doesn't actually, you know, know maybe who, where the ownership mm. of those yeah, things are. Like, that is fascinating. Like maybe she'd be surprised to learn. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, good blind items, Holly. Thank you. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to take a little uh, tour of Publationship Town. Oh, gosh. We have to talk about two Publationships. The newer Publationship we call Grouper and the uh, oldie but goodie we call Chonus. We'll tell you about what's going on with them when we come back and what a publationship is and who all those people are when we come and back. And why we're here on planet Earth. Okay, we don't have time for that. Okay. After all this right. on My Talk 1071. It's time to talk about publationships on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. What is a publationship, Bradley? It's a relationship for publicity often exhibited by celebrities. We have two publationships to talk about. One is one that we've termed Grouper, oh. and the other one is the classic Chonus. What? Let's get started with Grouper. What's a Grouper? Uh, grouper came from uh, our one of our listeners playing Panda. the home game. Panda, yeah. thank you. And by the way, if you want to play the home game and you recognize a publicationship, let us know. By all means. We call this one Grouper. It's Jennifer Garner, Bradley Cooper. And look, I'm not totally sold that these two aren't actually dating because we saw photos Two weeks ago now. Three weeks ago now? I don't know where I am. Last week, Bradley. Was it only last week? Yeah. yeah. Where it, am it, I? Was like I was like, ago. was I in a closet? No. Was I in Florida? No. It's been was a week. Th- I it's in the been studio? A week this week. I don't know. I feel like a we year just this week. talked about it on Friday, so really it's yeah, only been a couple okay. days. It's, really, it's been a couple yeah, days. That's it. <laughs> really? But whatever. So, it feels like three weeks. Yeah, yeah no, I think judge. you're right. It was like Wednesday that we saw them on the beach, and then we've been processing it ever since. And it was a photo spread. Of look, I don't have. Do you want to talk about what's really going on? No, I don't think so. So we're going to talk about these two boobs on a beach. How do you feel about it? Okay, let's go back. I mean, to I really grouper. don't care. Let's but go back to grouper. But grouper, thank you. Um, focus. 
Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Garner showed up on a beach in the midst of a global pandemic. <laughs> they built. They built. Not wearing masks. Castles. Not social distancing. They looked happy. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> I know. Like these two are supposed to well, be just platonic friends, but they're merging their bubbles with children. Oh, I can't even. What? <laughs> okay, let me go back there. So that got everybody's tongues wagging about whether or not they were uh, wagging their tongues, wagging tongues together. Right. Well, we are like, OK, publationship, because this this smells like a publationship in mm-hmm. the sense that when two celebrities high profile that they are very high profile in this case show up in public, you know, they want us to be talking about them. Yeah. And so we'll bite. So we'll bite. But we. But very quickly, it became clear if you heard sort of the rumblings outside of the headline news, people were pushing back right away like, oh, no, they're not in a relationship. They've been friends for years. They're really good friends, though. They've been, you know, intimate friends. Like, I don't know what that like means. sex friends? <laughs> no, I think it just oh. implied that, like, they, they have deep talks. So they would be lying on a beach together, which, by the way, she was wearing a cardigan and a skirt and don't shoes. Don't even. I can't. The attire was very... And he was, was like, very... wearing no shoes and a just pair of shorts. Yeah. I mean, I can't. The attire was a bad situation. It was so weird. But people were like, yeah, they're they're just friends. And I was like, well, that's a little... That seems like you're trying a little hard to get me to believe that these two aren't together. But at the same time, they're in public, so they must want us to think they're together. So here's the bottom line. I'm not totally sold that they're not dating, but it does seem obvious, as we would say on this show, that they are using each other to get attention without any intention of having a full-blown publicationship thus far mm-hmm. like they may be going towards that but that is yet to be seen at the very least i think we can say with 100 percent certainty alex that um they were looking for attention they're looking for attention and that leaves us to ponder why and what what purpose is this attention serving and i think time will tell a little bit because there's this piece of me that wonders if that wasn't a test run if it wasn't a little bit like, let's get out there on the beach, wear weird clothing, um, play with a child, and see what people say. Okay, wait, that's not, that didn't come out right. Build sandcastles yes. with Bradley Cooper's daughter yep. and see what the tabloids make of that. And if it is, if it is a, you know, maybe this was like a pilot pro, pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it actually, if we get thus and such many hits on our, you know, Google alerts, then we'll know more of that. It's also weird that they were playing true to type in the sense that he is like sexy father mm-hmm. and she is like doting homie mom. Yep. Like she's wearing her keds and her like house dress, <laughs> house dress and probably brought bars of some oh, kind. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sandbars. Oh yeah, and it, I like that. And <laughs> and she, and he is shirtless mm-hmm. because sex appeal. Um, it, it was there's it's just it, look something that's not right. <laughs> there was a thing, it and it happened. Something is lying. We don't know where, but I don't know what the lie is yet. I'm still trying to figure out. Now, what it would be curious to know is whether or not either or the both of them have a project in the pipeline. Yeah, I don't know. I mean that's a great question. Or or does she need a publicationship to counter Ben Affleck's publicationship? Yeah. yeah, who knows? Um, speaking of not knowing what's real or what to believe or what they're actually trying to sell us, can we talk about Chonus? Oh God. What's a Chonus, Bradley? 
it's the, like the you know the beginning of you know it's the alpha and the omega it's mm-hmm. uh, priyanka chopra and nick jonas the original okay so here's the here's the instagram uh um, caption. Welcome to the family, Panda. Panda is a husky Australian shepherd mix rescue, and we're already in love. And then we are treated to a picture of Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas, and their three puppies. Problem. This is the worst photoshopped picture ever. Oh I don't God, even believe terrible. they were in the same state <laughs> for this picture. Yeah, I don't know what part of it was photoshopped and what isn't. Because you can't really see her in the reflection, but you can see him. Mm-hmm. Also, there's like a floating ball. Like, it is the weird... And I didn't notice it at first because it kind of blends in with her dress. But I looked at... I saw her dog and I go... And isn't her dog's name Diana? Diana. And Diana is fully photoshopped in it. There's I mean, it's no like, question. Hi. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, wait. Why is there just a ball randomly floating it's, on her arm? Is she what is going to, on? Is she supposed to be holding it, or is it the fact that they did a bad Photoshop on her and they had to cover up her non-existent oh, good hand oh, good call. with good a ball? Call. Yeah, so that's what they did. They took her. I don't know. See, I, I don't think know. I fully believe she's photoshopped in there for sure. I so don't. is so is the other dog. I know. So it's so the one it's that she's literally. Petting. It's what? only Nick Jonas and the new puppy. That are not photoshopped. That in. dog is photoshopped on top of Nick Jonas's hand. Correct. You can see the old, the first dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big dog. Yeah. The middle dog. Because that's the dog she got for Nick. Yes. Where's Nick Jonas's left hand? Nobody knows. Arm? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But it's probably inside of Priyanka Chopra's back. blouse <laughs> or back <laughs> kidneys. Say this. This is just. It's like. You must think we're dumb. Can I? This is the worst Photoshop job ever. No sane human would look at that and go, "Look at that! Look at them and their three dogs." Can I really quickly just give a shout out to all the listeners though, who in the photo comments called us out and said, "You "You need to talk about this." That means they're listening, they're paying attention, they understand, they understand what's going on. We celebrate you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're having a little mask chat, right? Because it's 2020. Mask for masks. We'll talk about masks. Just, like, deal with it. We'll be back after this. Okay. On my talk 107.1. Deal with it. Okay. <laughs>